Thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Ken Cairns, a weekly sports card podcast with lessons he's learned in the hobby and life lessons he's learned along the way. So sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded is the cards. You are now on with Ken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with me, your host, Ken Karens. You can find me on Instagram at sportscard underscore lessons and on YouTube from the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and leave some feedback. Welcome, everyone. How is everyone doing? I'm excited to let you know Thursday will be an interview episode. I will be interviewing fellow Wolfpack members from Crosstown Cardboard Podcast, Craig at New York City Sports Cards, and Carmine at Carmine's Cards. Uh, these guys are pushing almost 20 episodes there, uh, really making some waves. I'm excited uh, to bring them on and uh, do the interview. So what's going on? Hope everyone had a great weekend. I had a great weekend. Obviously, my Chiefs were victorious. Um, I flew home last night. I talked about this. I was going to be flying during the second half of the AFC Championship game. So uh, I was able to watch the whole first half on my phone at the airport, on the plane, and why we were taxing, taxiing out to take off. Uh, the first half ended. So at that point, I just turned my phone off and threw it in my backpack. Um, I got back to Connecticut. I jumped in the car. I turned the radio off. I drove home in silence. Uh, didn't want to talk to anybody. Didn't want to see anything. Didn't want to know what happened. I wanted to go home and watch it myself. So got in, watched the game, and watched the second half. And yeah, I was excited they won. You know, But as a Chiefs fan, I felt like they had a lot of luck. I mean, uh, that game could have gone either way very quick last night. And uh, I think they were lucky it went their way. That late penalty put them in field goal range. Um, I was happy to see that, obviously, as a Chiefs fan. Um, but considering, you know, the Mahomes ankle injury, he was playing through the wide receiver, uh, losing, you know, three wide receivers during the game. They were down to three third third and fourth string wide receivers and they were catching balls i mean mvs really really stood up i mean without him uh that game would have been long lost so yeah i was excited to see that they could uh find a little luck uh, uh and and sometimes that's all you need right i mean i've i i've coached teams i've been on teams that you know it's just not your day but somehow you end up winning anyways and uh sometimes that will propel you on to victory uh, in the finals and really on the other side of the ball too, you know, watching the Eagles game down there with my son-in-laws, you know, as a huge Eagles fan. And, and he was saying that all the starters were healthy and starting for that game yesterday as the first time all year for the NFC championship game. And, I mean, you can't ask for more than that for your team to be that healthy at that time of year. Uh, it's almost unheard of. Um, but they got, you know, they didn't, I, I'm not going to say they got lucky because they showed up, they played, they won, right? They did what they had to do and they won the game, but they really didn't. I mean, the competition I don't think was there. I think, um, I feel bad for the 49ers, you know, when you end up losing your, 
your quarterback and then your backup quarterback comes in and, and gets knocked out of the game and you got to put your quarterback back in who can't throw the ball. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it, I know it's heartbreaking and uh, it's frustrating. And uh, I just feel bad for 49ers fans that they just had just terrible QB luck all year. And just think of all the Q- talented QBs they have on that team too, when they're all injured. So Chiefs, Eagles for the Super Bowl. Uh, I hope the Chiefs can get, you know, can heal up over the next two weeks and, you know, be as close to 100% as they can for the Super Bowl. Uh, it's definitely going to be a good game. I'm very excited for it. So while in North Carolina, I talked about it last week, I was going to Cardiac Sports Cards and Memorabilia in Apex. It's about 10 minutes from my daughter's. And I went there a few months ago when I was down there. Uh, I met the owner, Sam, uh, and I went back looking for him uh, this past Saturday. And and just a side note, you know, whenever I'm doing anything, I, I, I get a little excited when I'm doing things like this. And I always look up, like, I, I want to know, is something going on that day? You know, is anything more to look forward to? Or should I, would it be easier, better going on a Friday or than Saturday or Saturday than Friday because this or that is happening? So, you know, I went online, I looked up and there was, they had a lot of different things going on on different days, but nothing going on Saturday. Um, so I, I didn't expect to be very busy at all. Uh, and when I got there, I could not find a parking spot. I kind of circled a little bit and there was a little lot next door. I went into the lot next door and I parked and I thought to myself, what is going on here? Uh, I walked to the store and the store was crowded. I mean, the store was full of people, people buying, they have tables set up where you, you know, if you, you buy wax, you can go rip, rip your wax, open it up back there. And, you know, people were buying, people were, were ripping wax. People were looking at cards and cases and, uh, man, like I've been to a lot of LCSs and none of I've ever seen this busy. I looked around, I saw my guy, Sam, I grabbed him. I said, Hey, do you remember me? I was here a few months ago. Yeah, absolutely. How you doing? I said, good. I said, this is unbelievable. I can't believe how busy your store is. And I was, I mean, they opened at 10 and I was there at like 11, like five after 11. So they'd only been open an hour. And he said it was his day off and, and they called them right away and said, look, we're swamped first thing in the morning. And, uh, he came down threw his shirt on and got to work. So, uh, I was able to grab him and take him aside for a few minutes and just talk to him. Um, The thing he was selling the most in the store was wax and I'm not that retail stuff, not, you know, not the blasters and the megas, but they were selling hobby boxes, hobby boxes in the store and the boxes of single packs too. Um, You know, as I asked Sam, what is going on? Why is it so busy? What's your secret in here? Uh, And he said, honestly, it's allocation. It's all allocation. You know, he's been doing this for years. He's got great allocation of sports and non-sports card hobby boxes. He said, without that, he would have never survived. It would never be that that busy in there because this is this is you know the the main thing he's selling in this store. And and um, I will say, from the first time I went to the second time I went, it was a completely different experience because. I wasn't looking at all the wax and I wasn't paying, paying attention to the wax. Not until, uh, 
not until he brought it up. Um, but our, you know, our conversation is going to be today's episode. And we talked about the evolution of the sports card collector. Uh, a really high percentage of everyone gets started in the hobby by opening packs. And you hear it. If you go back and you listen to interviews of all these people, they will all talk about opening packs as a kid, going to the store as a kid, you know, just ripping some kind of wax, opening some kind of packs. Uh, so it's interesting. I'm in the store uh, and they've got the boxes of the single car, the single packs of cards uh, out, but they also have, uh, single packs from hobby boxes too. Um, you know, not the hobby boxes that have like three or four cards or six cards, but you know, the, the, the lower end or the mid end hobby boxes that you open up that have eight, 10, 12, 14 packs in, you know, they have these packs, singles packs, um, out there. And, and honestly, for the price of a blaster or a mega box that you would get at a retail at a target or a Walmart or something like that. You could buy a couple packs from a hobby box. I thought to myself, genius, right? A absolute genius. You know, they, they're pricing, they're pricing the packs correctly. They, I mean, I'm sure they're just, you know, a little math there to figure out if they're, you know, dividing all the packs into the cost of the hobby box. Right. But, but for people who can't afford, people who can't come in and afford a hobby box, can't afford three, four, five hundred $500 for a hobby box, this is genius. Come in and buy a couple packs and you've got a chance of hitting, you know, something that, that you're never going to pull out of um, a lower end retail box. So to me, genius. Um, and this is really the start of what really works in the store. Uh, I talked about, there's an area in the store to sit and rip. Uh, they do trade nights there. So these tables are set up to, to, to do trade nights as well. Um, the ripping of the packs. One of the things we were talking about and and we all know most people got started in ripping packs, but then where does it go from there, right? Where where does it graduate from there? Um, you know, in more recent years, if you jumped in during the pandemic, it turned into uh, you know blasters or mega boxes, right? And that's kind of where I'm going to be on this end. I'm going to be on the pandemic up to now um, evolution because um, I really can't go back and speak from before that because I, I, I didn't live that I did it as I did it as a kid. And then I took a long time off and it was a much different experience. Um, when I came back in the late eighties, nineties, and then I jumped back out and then I came back in, in the late two thousands, I mean, late 20 or what, 2019. Um, so with that said, I mean, where do we go from the single packs, right? right to blasters and mega boxes. And that's kind of, I, from my experience, that's what I started. I never opened single packs. I, in, in, in this pandemic version of me, um, I opened up blasters and mega boxes. Um, and like most people who did that, 
you know, it was fun for a while, but then you started getting these, you know, shiny cards or a numbered card and you get all excited. And then you'd look the value up, the comps up, and you'd be like, oh, I'm really not getting much return on this, on these boxes. Even though I pulled out a card that's special or unique in this box, it still really didn't even cover the cost of the box. So what about all the boxes I didn't get anything special in? Really getting hurt on those. Um, and like most people, like myself, we go online, we start, you know, looking at a lot of YouTube videos. We see videos on Instagram, on Facebook, and people just pulling these, these bangers, right? These really high-end, beautiful cards out of these, you know, hobby boxes. And then what do we decide to do? Well, I mean, it, it, it's really, you've got two choices once, once you graduate from, from buying and ripping up your own boxes is either a, you could buy the hobby box, right. And start opening hobby boxes if you can afford those, or if B that's where you kind of end up in the breaks, right? Because you go online and they say, most of these cards, Oh, we're doing break number, blah, blah. Somebody pulls it and you hear somebody yelling, Oh, this is your card. This is so of course it, it's a, it's a lot of excitement there, right? So you're, you're you're jumping into the breaks and and the cost you know you're you're buying up your team and and the cost is a fraction of the cost of the hobby box right um and if they're lucky <laughs> they, as i say if you're lucky you know they don't get anything and they get out quick but if you do start hitting stuff i mean you're excited it keeps you going if you hit you jump back in and you keep jumping back in um but for most people, it just becomes disappointing. Uh, and and if if you're anything like myself, and you really want to know, and you have the time too, I guess, um, and you really want to know what it looks like opening a case of hobby boxes, uh, I'll go on YouTube all the time. If I see there's a hobby box or at a time, I'd say, oh, I'm thinking about buying like a Panini Black football hobby box or a certified hobby box. I would go on, I wouldn't watch them open one. I would watch them open a whole case because opening a whole case gives me a good idea. If I go to the lowest end of that case is a good idea of what I'm probably going to end up with. And what most people discovered with the hobby boxes, there's always one really great box in there. Right. There's just one great box in there and it usually has the case hit and everything else in there. Uh, and the other ones are a little lame. Right. I mean, it's like it's like anything else. It's like buying scratch tickets. Right. I mean, you're going to you buy 10 tickets and you could hit one hundred thousand dollars. You could have 10 losers. You could have, you know, five hundred dollar winners. You don't even know what you're going to get. Um, and a lot of that a lot of that is is. If you go on and start watching them open hobby boxes, that's what it is. I'm, I'm not, I don't want to get too far off track here, but I was a guy who did both, right? I bought some hobby boxes. I got into breaks. Uh, and at some point it becomes disappointing. Um, and really what happens with that really determines how long that you stay there, you know, on that road before you, move on to your next road. Like what do you, what's next? Right. And, and, and for Sam and what, what he talks about in his store, uh, once people get past, uh, um, you know, the break stage and the, and the hobby box stage, 
um, they start buying, um, they start buying graded cards or they start buying raw cards to grade. But the one thing he, he never has a shortage of and what he's figured out is the, 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 the packs, the hobby packs, people will just keep buying them the packs because they're pretty inexpensive. Uh, and I was talking to somebody else in the store who had just bought a couple packs. And he had said to me, I come back here for the packs, right? I was buying the hobby boxes. I was spending the three, $400 on the hobby boxes. Uh, and then I noticed that they were opening up the same packs, you know, single, the open up a box with single packs. Uh, and when, you know, I couldn't afford the, uh, three or $400, I said, well, I could afford 18 or $25 a, a pack. So I'd come in and buy a couple packs for 50 bucks or, you know, 36 bucks or, you know, three or four packs for under a hundred dollars. And he was getting more value there than he was buying the whole box himself, box itself. Uh, and I, and I can understand that. I mean, I think I would probably do, uh, I would probably do the same thing. Uh, e even though, um, I know I'm probably not going to hit anything huge. I would probably still buy single packs of hobby, you know, if, if I was happening into a store and I'm kind of happy, like I thought to myself after I left, I'm kind of happy that I don't live close by. Because I'd probably stop there a lot and I'd probably spend more money than I want to there. And that, I think that's just being part of the hobby, like just being being in the hobby and just doing doing what you like to do and always just that little chase for for something, for you know, always chasing something. But yeah, you know, you graduate into buying the graded card, like just buying the card itself, like figuring out what card you want and saving your money and just buying the card yourself. Or buying raw cards uh, and, and grade them, um, and and you know this is where and we talked about shows too because I wanted to know North Carolina has a couple big shows and, and I was I was interested in heading down for one of them I could make it a you know make it a a, a thing I can go see my daughter and go hit one of the big shows down there, uh, and 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 really the buy the graded card or buy you know buy raw and grade this is where the card shows come in this is. This is, you know, this benefits, completely benefits, you know, the shows, the shows that I, I set up at, right? Because this is what people are doing. They, they'll get to that next level and they'll, and, and, and they're going to decide whether they're going to, and, and they may do a little of both, right? They may just buy, buy the graded card, buy the card they want or buy the single they want and get it graded. And maybe they don't even want it graded. Maybe they just want to buy the single and, and hold on to it. I mean, you know, if. If you're just a collector and you're just buying for your PC, it doesn't mean you have to have it graded. Um, it's interesting talking about the shows. It's interesting that me setting up at shows and as I was talking to him and I was thinking about, you know, when I first started setting up at shows, um, it's been what, almost two years now, uh, I, I was showing up with retail wax, wax that I would get retail and I was selling it. I was selling it almost at every show. And I used to see everybody else setting up with, with wax as well as cards too. And a lot of people were selling out of that wax. Uh, nowadays at the shows, when I, I, you don't see many people selling wax, like the retail type of wax that you get at, you know, 
I'm going to keep saying Target and Walmart because those are the two places I used to go go frequent to, to find um, boxes of cards. But you really don't see that much anymore. I mean, you'll see hobby boxes and you'll see boxes, like specific boxes, like football, like 2018, you know, Chase of Josh Allen or 2017, Chase of Mahomes. Uh, and the similar with basketball and baseball, where these boxes are kind of locked, you know, in a case, you know, with slabbed cards because they've got some serious value to them. But I think a lot of the, uh, a lot of that's, that retail wax is just, I don't even see it. And I had to think about it. I just don't think I see it at the shows anymore. It's not something I, I, I see a lot. And I usually notice, you know, a lot of these things. Um, so it, you know, it kind of bring it all back uh, to what Sam is doing in the store and everything made sense and it works for him. And, if you go all the way back to the very beginning of this conversation, uh, his allocation is what makes this all possible. And, and I'm sure people are listening and saying, well, yeah, if I could have allocation and all that, I could open a store. Because I say to myself, why why wouldn't I open a store like this? I mean, this is, this, this is you know, if, if you put this in the right place, it's going to be successful anywhere. But it's all about the allocation, all about having those hobby boxes to sell, having those cards to start people off to come in. Um, and it's easy to get people started in the hobby. Come on in, you know, open a pack of cards, you pull something good. And, and I mean, I know I, I, I have open packs of cards around many different people and they'd all be like, Oh, let me open one. And they would get very excited to open one. I had no idea what they were opening, but they would open one. So, so I, I understood it. I understood it. And when, and when I, you know, when I came back into the hobby, um, I mean, the hobby knows this, they, they were holding the door with a big smile, you know, come in with your, in with your money, bring your money and spend it. It's a great place to spend it. You know, it doesn't matter if it's on wax or breaks or whatever, just, just spend it. And I think the evolution happens to most people. I think it's happened to me and I've talked about this and I've talked to other people who've been through the same stuff as I've been through. And, and we had, I had people telling me, uh, don't do this and don't do that. And, and, you know, they've had people telling them the same thing, but Sometimes I think it becomes like a, like a rite of passage, right? Like a badge of honor. Like you've been through all that, you've done it. And, and I find myself giving the same advice to, to people that has been given to me. And then I see people who, who don't really take my advice. Like I didn't take that advice, but I don't get mad at them because I was the same person. I did the same thing. And I, and I think we all kind of gone through, if we jumped in and we came in and some of us, some of us excelled and, and got to the top a lot faster than others. Some of us took a lot longer and, and maybe took too long, right? Maybe, maybe we, we took too long in the hobby and, and, you know, the, 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 the values of things came down and, and then people got discouraged and left. And those of us who stayed um, and been back through this rebound now, and I feel we're on an upswing, um, I think it opens the door and it keeps the door open for, for new people to join this hobby every day. Uh, and I think a guy like Sam's store, uh, a guy like Sam and his store, uh, 
proves that that it, people will will just continue continue to come to the hobby. Uh, one other thing that uh, I've, I've I've started to see now over the last month, which is actually even a new lane for people to graduate to, uh, are these auction houses. You know, so I jumped in a couple of years ago and these auction houses were just for the high end. I mean, you'd go there, you'd see these cards selling for, you know, 850,000 and 1.4 million and 3.8 million. And, you know, it was just, they were just crazy money spending on cards. Um, but more recently, auction houses like PWCC uh, that used to be really high end and unaffordable right to most now now they're selling cards 5 10 15 20 dollars and up right uh, uh the sunday night live shows are starting to grow people in there spotlighting these cards my man rob at sports card therapist he's been doing this the last couple sundays with vintage um and it's really kind of cool you know that it was something that I was like, man, I don't know if I would ever really want to watch any of that. Um, and between him and Jeremy Lee did the, has the last two weeks have done a spotlight uh, on hockey. And, and I've, if nothing else, I mean, I'm getting an education on cards and players, especially with vintage. I, I know zero about vintage. So with Rob, you know, they're they're spotlighting cards. And then, you know, you get a little background and stories. I, I know a lot more about hockey, um, but there's even more stories to certain cards and certain, certain sets. So that's opening up a whole other lane now in the hobby for people to graduate to. Um, where, you know a place where people wouldn't go because they were just unaffordable. Now is a, a new place we can go. Right. And, 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 uh, if we're tired of eBay or if we're tired of somewhere else, it's a new place to go to try to, you know, find the cards that, that we want to buy or bid on. Um, So that's about it. I mean, it was great to see Sam. It was great to uh, get over there to see the store. It gets me excited. It gets me excited about the hobby. You know, when I go to shows that are busy, I get really excited when I go to a store like this. And it's, you know, my experience um, with LCSs are, have all been about the same. You know, about the same amount of traffic and people and the things they do. Um, so this is why, um, I always say it's great if you travel somewhere, um, just to find things in the, is like in this hobby, if you're in this hobby and you're traveling, find, you know, some local card stores, or if there's a show going on, um, if you're somewhere for a weekend now, I know if you're anywhere here in Connecticut, you know, there's a show almost every weekend and there's a lot of that in a lot of other places. If you go somewhere, you know, shows, card stores, things like that. Um, I just think that's great. I just I just have such a good time and it gives me a whole out new outlook, especially going to different states and talking with different people and seeing different things. It's just a whole just a great outlook on the hobby.
upcoming shows. Uh, last show, that's my next show, believe it or not, February 18th. Uh, and that is, uh, as I sit here on the 30th, that's a good ways away. So uh, I'll definitely, like speaking of local shows, I'm definitely going to be hitting some local shows over the next few weeks uh, before that one. Uh, but this one is February 18th, uh, La Quinta Inn and Suites in Secaucus, New Jersey. And then uh, the EC3 at Mohegan Sun, that's February 25th, 26th. Uh, and then Back Blast has two shows at Hilton Hasbrook, Hilton Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey, March 4th and April 8th. Uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you.